This is the Fedora Chronicles Network. This is this is always my favorite part of the show because it Can is count? No, no it's this is the part where it's always sort of impromptu and we're warming up the microphones. Right. So anyway, I was actually talking to a friend of mine and he had said that his favorite favorite part of the show is obviously hearing the dogs rustling in the background and the way that we riff on the news, the news of the week, mm. as it were. That's um, and uh, I think that's the most fun for us too. Actually. I think so too because sort of interpret on air, I guess. Here's what I do. I just I just bring up random news stories and just to get your um, your reaction um, right off the top and I wanted to start this because um, the nature of the website, the Fedora Chronicles, celebrating all things retro and, and all the things that were good for a bygone day. Today would have been Nat King Cole's uh, 97th birthday. Nat King Cole. Had he not smoked three packs a day. Exactly. So, um, Nat King Cole, what can we say about Nat King Cole on St. Patrick's Day? Because I think... It might be him calling now. It's my broker. Hold on. Hello? No, Walt Schnabel cannot call. Uh, come to the phone. Um, please don't call this number again. So anyway, um, Nat King Cole. I think the thing is about him is that he broke so many color barriers. He brought down so many racial barriers. And the thing is that he was just he was just a good performer. He was. I mean, and and you could actually you could forget that he was actually from an era where they discriminated people of color. Whereas it's like people wanted him to perform everywhere because, well, damn, he's Nat King Cole. And he was great. He was awesome. He had, he had probably one of the most melodic voices that I've ever heard. I mean, he just had a super smooth, silky voice, regardless of what, you know, it, it, it had no, it transcended everything. It did. It did, regardless I, of whether he was African American or or whatever he was, he, right. he was just really talented. Um, and uh, we we lost his daughter recently, Natalie, and I think that that is uh, that that was sad and tragic all at the same time. I think that it was just like, I mean, what a loss. Well, I mean, well, then there was his grandfather too. What about his grandfather? Old King. Old King. Okay. Old King. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> a little slow on the uptake, Eric. <laughs> just, to, just to let you know, Walt and I started today with a traditional Irish breakfast of Irish. Well, well tell them why. <laughs> well, you, you didn't explain why. Well, we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day there today. We are recording on St. Patrick's Day, which is the theme of the show. Um, and uh, so we, we're celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a St. Patrick's Day breakfast. Or at least, hey, the way I remember my Irish grandfather celebrating it's a little bit of soda bread and, and, and a couple of swigs of uh, Jameson whiskey. Now we're all set. Don't forget the Guinness. And the Guinness. Well, we're having the Guinness now. Right. We're, we're, we're in the middle of the Guinness. We're in the middle of the Guinness. Literally. We have... Uh, so, um, and some Guinness chili chips. And some chili chips, which is yeah, awesome. Can't forget those. Those were good. So this is, this is, this is how, how much fun we're having. Walt brought some Guinness... In a, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful little cooler, little tote cooler. And, of course, I have some Guinness, the, the, the dark stout, which is waiting for us in the fridge. So by the, by the time that this podcast is over, we may be totally incoherent. 
So um, next news item here is um, breaking news knuckle sandwich for Jared the Subway guy. Oh, Jared gets his ass beat. Jared in, got, yeah. In, in uh, prison. He got his ass got beat a, in prison. Bumping, yeah. Yeah. What I want to know is, that, did, he, did he have to take a six long or a, or a foot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a foot long? <laughs> I, I would imagine. <laughs> Uh, so, but apparently his assailant is uh, um, somebody who is ve- a 67-year-old man who is ve- vehemently against pedophiles. And the question I have is that, well, aren't most people against pedophiles? I, I think so. I, yeah. I, I don't think most people are in the corner of pedophiles. I don't. Well, unless you're a member of NAMBLA, and if that's the case, stop listening to this podcast right. now. Go uh, away. We don't want you here. We don't want you as fans. But the... the uh, I think that I think that that is every parent's dream come true. Whereas, like, if your kid gets violated by some scumbag like Jared the Subway guy, you hope he gets his ass kicked in prison. Isn't Absolutely, well, that's, he, that's part of the fun of going to prison for him. You know, yeah, seeing seeing him get an ass whooping. Yeah, but here's here's the question I have for you in talking about crime and punishment here in the United States. Do you actually think that that's fair, though? I mean, the thing is, is that we sent this guy to prison, not to, you know, we didn't send him to prison to get his ass kicked, or did we? What's well, a- it's, it's part of the mix. I mean, you know, when you do something that gets you into prison, then, you, you, you know, you take what you get, you know. On the other hand, I just saw a thing about OJ, who has his own, like, apparently has his own food service and a flat Jesus. screen TV, and so he's, he's got some, he's got some perks, for being in prison, you know, so there's different levels of of prison life. There was a big, huge thing in the news item in the in the stack of news items that I didn't get to was that allegedly they found a knife on the Brentwood estate uh, yeah. where OJ had. But lived. they found it a long time ago, like twenty. They years They found ago. it a long time ago, right? When because the thing is, is that dial it back. Um, part of the OJ. Um, they had to. They they seized his house to, as compensation to the Goldmans because the thing is, right. he he was found guilty in a court of law in a civil, civil case, a civil court, a right. civil court, not in a criminal court. He was, he was yeah. found innocent in that, right? Which means he can't be tried again. So. Right, that double jeopardy. Right. So the so um. So the thing is, is that what what did, what did the Goldman family want done to the Brentwood estate? They wanted it leveled. They didn't want they didn't want any financial compensation from it whatsoever. They just wanted it leveled. Right. And in the process of having it leveled, apparently they found a knife that could have been the murder weapon. And of course, they were checking for for uh, blood evidence Some kind and of whatever DNA evidence. Yeah. You know. You know. OJ's uh, catchphrase in prison now is, "If it's rusted, I can't be busted." <laughs> <laughs> So he's he's a clever guy, obviously. Oh yeah, I, but here's the thing: I don't think he writes his own material. Probably not. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. probably, he's probably got his own writers in prison. <laughs> Johnny Cochran coming back from the grave. Right, right. OJ. OJ, here's a phrase for you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, I think we need to to talk about um, the newest addition to the. Uh, to, to the primary right deductees, well, I guess you could call them. I think that's great because the thing is, is that I have here, as, as Donald Trump would say, little Marco. Little okay, so right here, news item. 
top page news item here, right here. It says here, um, we have uh, we have breaking news. Marco Rubio is seen crying because he is not being allowed into Jeb Bush's a po- midnight poker game and shuffleboard extravaganza because he will not put on the leprechaun suit. Uh, it figures. Yeah, I it know. Figures. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's now part of the uh, part of the holy trinity of losers. Yep, exactly. Um, I wonder if uh, Ben and, and Jeb let him into the shuffleboard game. Do you think? I don't know. Well, I, I you know what the thing I think, is. I think well, he needs a. They need a fourth. They need well, maybe Ted Cruz could be the fourth. I don't know because you know it could be Jeb and Ben against Marco and Ted. Uh, I don't know. I think Ted Cruz is. I don't gonna... think shuffleboard is a three-person game. I, I I could be wrong. I've not played shuffleboard personally, but have you? I don't. I don't. Know. I I have. I. If if you were going to um, if you're going to interrogate me under harsh circumstances and waterboarding and all like that, you, I, you, you I still it? couldn't tell you what no. shuffleboarding is. I couldn't tell you. All I know it has to do with painted triangles and sticks and pucks. I think maybe some kind of a sliding thing. That, something yeah. that slides. Something yeah. that that that, that, that whatever. A sliding disc of some kind. All right. So you you know that. Um, I like to steal material from 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 other podcasts. Well, of course you do. And uh, so I was listening to this one radio station, and I was having a devil of a time trying to find it. And they were talking about talking about this, and they were talking about this specific topic of the primary. And these two guys were talking about a potential constitutional crisis um, on in both parties with two upcoming conventions. First one you obviously have, we're not even going to get into um, Hillary versus Bernie Sanders. We're not going to get into that right now. But we're talking about a brokered convention, whereas let's say Donald Trump wins every primary race and he has almost all the delegates needed, or he needs at least half the delegates needed to be the party nomination. From everything that I understand, you cannot win the party nomination unless you have all the delegates you need locked away. It's like 100, 1,200, 1,200, 800, something like that. Yeah, it's different it's from a, the Republicans it's, it's the a huge, It's a huge number. It's a yeah. huge number. And the thing is, is that Donald Trump, while he's able to get 50% of the vote or 48 or 47, whatever, and he's able to lead double, he still does not have all the delegates that he needs to be able to walk into the convention and be the de facto um, the definitive nominee. The definitive nominee. So the thing is, is that so? And yesterday, um, um, John Boehner came out and he had said that you you just watched. I was wondering, is his name Boehner or Boner? It, I, it, I guess it depends on how you look. It, at it. it depends on what side of the political aisle you're true, on, true. and depends on how many Guinnesses I mean, you've it's had. B O H N E R, I think. It looks so, like Boner. Well, I mean, for the purposes yeah. for the rest of the show, we're just going to call him John Bonner or John Boner. <laughs> okay. John Boner. I, I like Boner. Personally, okay, so but, you know. so John Boner has come out and he had said, "You just watch. Paul Ryan is going to be the party nominee." to run up against the Democrat nominee in November. He said, he's saying, no, no, no. Paul Ryan said, no, no, no. Not, not going to happen. Yeah, but the thing is, is that he's not even running. 
No, he hasn't done anything. I mean, he hasn't been in one primary, so how could that be? So they're talking about a brokered convention, whereas the Republicans get together with all the delegates. Because the thing is, is that, I mean, whether you want to believe it or not, okay, the people that we just mentioned, the shuffleboard party, little Marco. So you mean Jeb could come back? Jeb Jeb could come back from the dead? Here's the thing. They have, they have delegates, whether or not whether or not they dropped out of the race, they they're not officially out of the race. They've suspended their campaign. So oh, all they're the in pe- suspended animation. They're in suspended animation. Oh, nice. They're in they're in carbonite. So the thing is, is that they can come back, and while they don't have the delegates necessary, they can give the delegates that they've won to whomever they want right. Right. to have right. to be the party nomination. Right. So you can have everybody with everybody but Trump who has all the delegates, let's say that four of them together have the delegates that you need to become the party nominee. Mm-hmm. If you had, if you were one person and you had all the delegates, you'd be the de facto nominee or the, or whatever. And the thing, so the thing is, is that they're saying, they're, they're saying that everybody, whether it's Kasich, Bush, uh, Little Marco, Ted Cruz, or, or whatever, they can take those delegates and they can put them towards any, they, they any can, other candidate they, they want. They can um, put their delegates with, with whatever candidate they want. Whatever to. candidate they want to. That's the point of doing all that polling on the floor of the convention. They that's can, exactly what that's you know, all for. Um, they, they, on the first go-around, they, right. they kind of, I think, go with the ones that, you know, and you know, there's a lot of states that even if you win the primary, you don't necessarily have to... Um, contribute your delegates to that candidate exactly which is kind of weird well i mean what's well, the point of the primary well here's there's, the thing there's quite a few states like well, that. well it's first of all there are mm. there's two kinds of states there in the in the primary there's a winner take all states right but that's a different issue that's a different that's issue a different and then issue. there's the there's the states whereas if you win a specific it's like like the new hampshire primary i don't th- is new hampshire a winner take all state Whereas who, I don't think it is. Okay, so it's like I'm not sure that Trump gets his share, little Marco gets his share, right. Jeb gets his share, Kasich gets his Ted, share, I, Ted gets his Kasich share. Kasich did well in New Hampshire. He really came in third. He came in third. No, I think he came in second. Actually, you think? So? Okay, I, I think he did. All not, right, not totally possible. Maybe I've had too much Guinness. Maybe. So, so the thing is, is that you, so you just go down down the line here. Mm-hmm. You can show up to the convention with all of the delegates that you won during the primary season. And you can say, if you're Jeb Bush, I'm going to put all of my delegates towards Little Marco, and everybody can put their Ted Cruz right. could put his. Right. All but of, the thing is, with an open convention, uh, or what is it called, unbrokered? I guess. That's yeah, an, unbro- an unbrokered convention is when you have you, you've won all the delegates you needed during the primary season. It's an uncontested convention, okay. essentially. So if it's if it's the opposite of that, then, right? I that's guess, called a brokered op- convention. Brokered. Yes. Um, after the first round, the first round, you, most of the states are pretty much locked into right. whoever the uh, right. delegates are that were voted for right. through the primaries. But after it makes it through the first round, when it goes to the second round, right. it's more of an open, the reason, open forum. Yeah, right. The reason why it is an open, it's open season, whereas it's like, and it, it's almost exactly like you see on the brokerage floor. Of, Did you see the latest House of Cards? Have you been watching that? I have been watching House they, of Cards. They showed that. Uh, you know when Underwood was going for that, it was, right? 
That was pretty interesting. That's I think that's pretty accurate. Really. It's that's pretty, probably it, all the crap that goes on behind. It's pretty. It's pretty accurate. So the, so all, the, that, all that maneuvering, like you know, we're going to give you this, if right? You, you know, all that. So that let's just let, let's let's just for example, let's just say that we have this one candidate. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, let's let's just say that my dog Abby gets all the uh, all the delegates. She wins every primary she'd race. She probably do a better job. She'd probably do a better job. But the thing is, is that somebody would come to their senses and they would say, "Wait a minute, our dog is getting the nomination for to run up against Hillary or Bernie. We can't have that." The, the reason why you have, sometimes you have brokered conventions is because the party seems to, like, come to his senses. Just like, imagine what Trump would do with that. Exactly. And the thing is, is that, is that what would happen if, a- after the primaries and, and, and you have a candidate who is walking to the convention, and then it turns out that it's like there's, there's, uh, there's video of, of this candidate with an underage hooker. Or taking money from foreign powers or whatever, right. mischievous. Something. Have pictures. Something have pictures. awful. Yeah. Something awful. Yeah. The reason why you want to be able to have the opportunity to have a brokered convention is that if somebody has done something so unpresidential that you can like pull the rug out of underneath this person and say no, because the party will not let you. The party's not going to let Donald Trump be the nominee because he's not been a lifelong Republican. And that's the well, I, I, they may not have a choice. No, no, no. They, they do they have. They may a, not have a choice. Well, no. I'm saying realistically real well realistically they, they may not have a choice uh, they, they may end up with anarchy in the, the party that, well that which, which is what happened in, in 1968 at the democratic it's National it's, it's it's funny you should mention that because you 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 go back to the other side it's of the a aisle similar situation let, let, let's go back to 2008 where it was a neck and neck race between hillary clinton and barack obama and there was some back room dealing between the two parties and they said well first of all um, if Barack Obama is going to be the the nominee for the president of the United States, there's a threshold that Hillary Clinton crossed, and she's no longer eligible to be. We were saving the the to tempt her with vice president, but because of the thing is, is that there were a couple of weeks when um, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were on the road, and they were. Not just so much making light of the whole birther movement, but they actually added some fuel to this. You people, what people do not remember is that it were other Democratic candidates who had said, is Barack Obama even eligible? It was Hillary Clinton who and her sycophants who started the whole birther movement. And had, I'm sure. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had to have something. And so because, they had, they had and, to try something. And because of that. So the thing is, is that we're, we're going to another another convention where we have Hillary Clinton, who has been... I think since the Watergate um, uh, era, she's been a Democrat. People don't remember that she was a she was a she was a college Republican. No, I didn't actually. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's a there's she's one of the young Republicans. She's a, she was like a member of the Young Republicans yeah, Party at a college. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Though. Uh, so my my question is getting back to what these guys on were talking about. How is this a constitutional issue? Well, it's a whole constitutional issue because the thing is, is that you have the will of the people. Okay. Well, the, yeah, but it, 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 the Constitution doesn't talk about the primaries, does it, in, in any shape or form? There should be some constitutional scholars that will that will that will te- call us on. But these guys on the radio were telling us about how it, there's there's a supernatural element to all of this, and it, it looks as well, if of course there is. if you were to believe that everything is rigged the way I do, 
is that you can tell that whoever is rigging it, they don't even care anymore about any sort of illusion of propriety. They have no illusion that everything is on the straight and narrow and everything is on the up and up. It's no holds barred. Yes, we are in charge of the political process. And here's our puppet, number one, on the right. And here's our puppet on the left. Right. And we're just going to... And the thing is, we're... And, and, if, and there's only one puppet master. There's only one puppet master. And the thing is, is that... And, and don't say it's George Soros, because he, he, he's the one who is paying for the puppet show. He is paying for some now, they, of These are people that you don't even know who they are. These are people that are so embedded. Yeah. That, People like that and uh, the Koch brothers; th those are those are those are people that you've heard about. Yeah, these people you you've never even heard of. Exactly. So the thing is, is that the hope of whomever is in charge is that there is anarchy and there is chaos and there is riots. So we can. Well, that have, may be the next stage. That may that may be the next. So we can have somebody come forward who is going to be the voice of reason, and. Um, and but the, the bigger question in my mind is this all of these events setting the stage for some new form of fascism exactly you know because if you start having i mean if you start looking at the stuff that's going on at the donald trump rallies you know right. okay they're they're knuckleheads that are right you know just trying to get their their voice heard or whatever yeah however is that not leading to social social anarchy you are opening up the door for somebody to play the role of messiah to come in and right. say i'm going to fix all of this but in the opening stages of nazi germany you had this very same thing you had um hitler use the brown shirts yep. to, to put down any any voices of of dissent of dissension yeah and and they basically what they did was they they were goon squads that went out and kicked yeah. the shit out of people that, you know, were protesting or whatever. And then after he was done with them, he had them all killed, you know, because they were an embarrassment. Exactly. Once he, once he got to another level of leadership. Yeah. Um, but, but not, you know, is it, is it yeah. leading to that? I mean, are the, are the, if there are riots and Donald Trump is saying that if he isn't nominated, there's going to be riots. He's, he said that pretty, pretty plainly. Is that going to be the next stage? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, um, I mean, it's an interesting question, you know, that may be a real extension of the, of the whole concept, but who knows? You know? I, I seem to think that a lot of this is staged and manufactured. Well, I think it all is. I, 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 I genuinely think, I think believe that. I, I genuinely believe that there is somebody out there who wants to see chaos erupt on both sides. Because if Bernie Sanders doesn't get the nomination and Hillary Clinton steals the election via the superdelegates... Oh, we, I don't think I don't think Bernie's even in the mix anymore, truthfully. I you think. really don't think so? I, I don't think so. I, not that I don't want him to be, necessarily, but I, I just don't think he has the... Uh, he, he's got to win a huge percentage of the rest of the, of the delegates. To, she, she's got an overwhelming... I think that what's going to... Right I think now. what's going to wind up happening is that Hillary Clinton is going to come out of nowhere. No, not Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders is not going to get the party nomination, and he is going to run as a third party spoiler he's going to be run as a third can third party candidate hmm, spoiler I'm, I'm not sure about that i think he understands what that would do i don't think i don't think he cares i think because the thing is is that from everything that i've heard because he 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 lumps hillary clinton with the rest of the the uh the candidates on 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 the republican well, and, side and that may be true. he's come out and said it i what i mean i think there's a, a possibility that she might um 
pick him as vice president. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. Or, or what about the thought of Bill being vice president? What do you think about that? I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, you don't think so? I don't think that'll ever happen. I mean, look at the House of Cards. He, you know, he's, yeah, but... I mean, obviously, that's fiction, but, I mean, Claire Underwood, who's yeah. Frank Underwood, Francis Underwood's wife... Was just picked. Uh, this is a spoiler now for people who haven't seen the House of Cards. If you haven't seen House of Cards, yet, that shame on you. You got to see it. It's it's one of the best shows there is. If you're a political junkie and you're not watching House of Cards, and I don't think it's very far off of reality. No, I, I really don't. No, of what actually is going on in Washington. It is so much like Primary Colors, and Primary Colors was was based upon true yeah. stories. Yeah, that was more of a kind of farcical, but right. But this is this is this is pretty accurate, I think. So anyway, so getting so ready to move on. No, well, I'm I'm just I'm just going to say and I'm going to make a prediction, um, and this is where I'm going to insert your your sound clip. Eric is right. Um, I, well, I know I, I knew I was going to regret <laughs> saying that. That'll probably work its way into every show. <laughs> Not only that, but I like to play it like every once in a while when we're I around know you the pipe house. it through the house. I do. I, I know that. I do. Um, I'm going to predict we are going to have more chaos and confusion within the next couple of months. Oh, I think that's a pretty safe prediction. I, I think it's I moving think, in that direction. And I also think that we're going to have a replay of the 1968 Chicago Convention with the riots and all like that. So if you are historian buffs, here's two things I want you to look up. What happened in Spain during the 1930s? Look that up. I'll give you a clue. Spanish Revolution. Spanish Civil War. Spanish Civil War. Look that up. And look up... Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. Look Also, look up the 1968 Democratic Convention. And get back to me. Oh, I think the thing is, is that this is the, this, the best news story for last. This is where I'm going to insert a drum roll here. Uh, they just confirmed another Indiana Jones movie. Oh. Yeah. So grab your fedoras, grab your whips, grab your best girl. It's gonna your leather jacket. Yeah, let's see what happens. So, what do you think, Walt? You had asked me this question: Is Harrison Ford going to be too old to play a swashbuckler in his seventies? Well, I, I, you know, I, I think the age of um, liability is is moving upward yep um you know i think now 50 used to be considered sort of on the very fringe of middle age getting sort of sure. getting old already and now it's kind of 60 i think now right and, and 60 is now the may, new 40 may, yeah maybe 70 is the is the new 50 right you know um he's going to be 77 i guess when the movie actually something is. like that yeah um so who knows i mean he looked good in star i thought he i thought he i thought he was perfect in in the new star wars movie I mean, he's 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 um, he's an older guy, but he's still cool. You know, he's, he's still yeah. got a, a heavy cool factor. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have his pants jacked up under his arms. And, right. And uh, yet. Well, not yet. No, I mean. Right. Um, he's he's got a he's got a pretty hot wife. Right. Clar- Clarissa is it Clarissa yeah. Flockhart? Or Clarissa yeah, Flockhart? it is. So you know, he's he's got it. He's got it going on. He's still got the earring in. I, I saw that. He's and, hip and cool. Yeah, he's still he's he's still hip. So he's exactly. Who knows? You know, there's no, I mean, I think it's great as a role model for yeah for people. You know, you don't have to like, you know. He's a perfect role model for people your age, Walt. 
Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> thanks, Eric. <laughs> I'm looking to that as my future, not, not my current state, not my current state of being. But, of course, um, you have my Wookie here in the background. To, right, right. But no, I think it's, I think it's good. I mean, as long as he doesn't, as long as he's not too arthritic to crack the whip or anything. You know? But the thing is, is that he, know, he he has to play his age. He has to play his age. Yeah, I mean, even though Indiana Jones is kind of a mythical, sort of almost comic book character, right? He, he's going to age. You know, yeah. he's not always going to be, you know, young Indiana Jones. So, no. So why not be? You know, that's one. That's one of the worst things I think about aging is when people try to pretend they're not sixty or seventy or whatever they are. Right. Like, you know, they do the the skin treatments. We're talking and, about uh, you, Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, I've heard. I've somebody told me they saw Paul McCartney like in like in real life. Yeah. And and he, I think he lives in Arizona now or something. Really? And, yeah, and he's he's got, he's looking pretty leathery. Yeah. You know, um, he looks like the cabana. Remember the cabana woman from uh, <laughs> from Mad TV? I don't know if you remember. She could barely talk because her skin was. She had so many facelifts. And <laughs> her skin was like a, a coach a coach purse. You know, an old coach purse. So um, alligator leather satchel. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know. I, you are what you are, you know, if you're 50, you're 50, if you're 60, you're 60. And, you know, a coma over isn't going to make any difference. People are going to know you're you're pretty much bald. Right. You know, uh, so if you're bald, you're bald. You get a good haircut and you, and you let it, let you, you know, get your bald on, you know, rather than trying to wear a stupid ass toupee or something like that. This would the be... same with aging. I mean, you know, you look at some people that have aged naturally uh, yeah. and they're still beautiful. You know, right. or, or attractive. You know, it doesn't. Right. Age does not have to be. Um, I'd say it's a death sentence, but I mean, it right. is eventually. You know, but yeah. But um, you go with you go with what your strengths are. You know? Exactly. And, and you have experience behind all that. Well, those years you've been on Earth, it has should have taught you some lessons, so that you you bring a different viewpoint to life. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I I think that the entire notion is that it's like if Harris. First of all. I, I dislike the hatred towards Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because the thing is, I remember... Yeah, it, it got, yeah, it got, not, got panned sort of thing. Well, but, because, but, but here's the thing. If you were an 18-year-old kid in your mom's basement and, and you bought a copy of um, uh, Chariots of the Gods and you were a huge Indiana Jones fan, you would have thought that was the perfect roadmap for the follow-up to a, a, another Indiana Jones movie. It, it, Chariots of the Gods, so much of that movie, so much of the facts portrayed in Chariots of the Gods and Eric mm. von Donegan's follow-ups right. wound its way into Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. If you are a big, huge fan of Indiana Jones, the concept of ancient aliens... Well, if nothing else... The, the concept of crystal skulls. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know what those are. Yeah, exactly. What the significance of those. Yeah. So if nothing else, it brings that into people's awareness. If you can imagine... You yeah, I mean, and, that's, that's cool in itself. And if you can imagine these crystal skulls that were, uh, I mean, hundreds of years old or, or maybe several hundred thousand, uh, not a thousand years old. And the thing oh, is... I, is think some of the, I think they are. I think they are. I think they're thousands. And how the hell did they make them? Now, the thing is... is nobody knows. Nobody knows. And nobody is willing to come out and say, hey, I think these are alien artifacts or whatever. 
but it was it they're was, just anomalies at this point or they're just yeah. anomalies that's yeah. it and the thing is is that they're, and they're strange and they're unusual and there's so many other cool artifacts out there here's my biggest disappointment as far as the, with the whole indiana jones franchise from 1989 to 2005 there was so many other opportunities for to make other other movies with this character in this franchise and there's so much time between 1938 and 1954, 55, whatever, when the mm -hmm. movies take place. There's mm -hmm. so much history that could have happened between then. And, you, and, and I was at the grocery store the other night, and they have these movies, that these DVDs of movies that just garbage movies they're just and and you can you can like they have like the bargain for like like three for 5.99 or something like that mm -hmm. and there's so much there's so much trash out there and it's like how could you make i'm not even talking about indiana jones but i'm talking about movies in general how can you put all this time and effort into making movies any movie whatsoever and have them wound up to be such absolute junk because well, they're not made with any artistic intent. They're made to make money. It's, that's the only real intention behind them. Is is they're made by some producer says, okay, we have this this uh, concept, whatever it is, and it doesn't really matter how stupid it is, and when we're going to make it, and we're going to make money from it. Yeah. So I don't understand. They sell that, it though. as like whether it's sold to be funny or romantic or adventurous or, or whatever the hell the concept is that they're trying to sell it's it's none of those things and it's it's just junk it's garbage and, and people go to see it they go to the theaters and they see it i don't i don't know how that happens but maybe they you know they they, they go people are going out on a date or something and they say oh, let's go see uh you know some paul mart the mall cop or i i keep yeah. that up but but that's probably one of the most stupid movies ever made um it was really weird being in Burlington, Massachusetts, at the at the um, at the cinema. Tell me you didn't go to see that. I know I didn't over go go to oversee it, but the thing is, is that you're at a cinema overlooking the mall mm. where that mm -hmm. movie that's playing in the cinema was made. That was oh, it was made there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's okay. a, it, 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 the Burlington Mall wow, stood stood in for some place in New nice Jersey. Little piece of yeah. Trivia. Hey, I've never seen Annie Hall for for reasons I talked about well, in the last yeah, podcast. That's a different. Okay. That's a whole different thing. But, but the thing is, is that the th I mean, I mean, I don't know if I've ever shown you any of my paintings or any of the other work that I've done. But I know. Look, paint costs money. Canvas costs money. The brushes that the brushes don't last forever. You have to replace the brushes. Why put all that time and effort into throwing something together that looks like crap? But it's only supposed to. I use air quotes when I say make money. I don't understand that. I understand that cinemas, cinemas need to have a constant stream yeah, of they movies. Yeah, to generate um, money to pay for the film rent. Right. So that, and they make money off the all the junk they sell. I mean, that's another whole thing. All the crap they sell, the horrible, non-nutritious things that they sell. Soda, <laughs> and, you know, these big. Big yeah. ass sodas that have, have who knows how many calories exactly. Those have. Exactly. Sugar that corrodes your teeth and all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't realize you were a painter. Yeah. You're, I didn't know. I should show you some of my stuff. All these facets to you. Eric, yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Must be like the um, what was that Rod Serling show? The uh, the world. Night bizarre. Gallery. Night Gallery. Must yeah. be like that. Yeah. All those bizarre paintings. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you have one of them right behind you that I did just before I graduated high school. 
I'll look at it later. Yeah. So the so the thing is is that so that's the news of the week. Do we have any other news of the week? That you want I to don't have about? anything. I, I'm I'm excited about getting on to the. Um, all right. The we people. The we people. The and, we people. And there's a reason why the name of this show is Mystical, Mystical Creatures Volume 1. You know why? Because this is not going to be the first time or the last time Probably we're going to talk about this. This Probably is not, not. going to be the last time. But it is St. Patrick's Day, so. So what we're going to do. So I, 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 Begora. All right. So what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick break. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. A couple sp- more sips of Jameson. Just a couple more sips. Put, put a head on our Guinness. Who the hell is he kidding? We're gonna finish off this bottle, and I'm gonna crack up another, a couple another cans, and I'm gonna let my dog out to pee. So stay tuned, folks. This has been the Metaphysical Connection with your hosts Eric Renderkingfisk and Walt Schnabel. This podcast is dedicated to exploring the unexplained, the paranormal, and the supernatural phenomenons. You can learn more about us on our webpage. Right now it is metaphysical.fedorachronicles.com where you can find links to our Facebook and Twitter page. This is also a great way to catch up on past shows, find out what we'll be talking about next time, and drop us a line and tell us how much you love this show and what topics you want us to tackle next. That's also a great portal for all of you to let us know if you'd like to be a guest on our show with a great story or to promote a book that you've written or a documentary that you have filmed. The Metaphysical Connection is a product of the Fedora Chronicles Network, copyright 2016, all rights reserved. Eric was right. He was absolutely right. I, Eric is right.